listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Today we get to head around the globe again to talk with our friends serving the Lord now in the Philippines. So today we're talking with the Reverend Roger James. He's a theological educator with the Office of International Mission in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, serving in Baguio City, in the Philippines. Pastor James, thanks so much for being our guest today. It's an honor. So tell us about the work that the Lord has given you to do in the Philippines. Well, as you said, I'm a theological educator. In this case, that means that uh, I teach at Lutheran Theological Seminary and Training Center, which is the seminary of the Lutheran Church in the Philippines, which is a sister church of the LCMS established by LCMS missionaries following World War II. Hmm. What kinds of things do you do there? I'm teaching basically whatever uh, I'm asked to teach. I am uh, the only foreign uh, faculty member. The other three or four faculty members are all Filipino pastors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we... Uh, have a regular seminary. It's structured largely the same as our two seminaries in the LCMS, but of course much smaller. So we have a a fourth year class of uh, students who returned from Vicarage and they've come back for classes and then a first and second year class normally Mm. uh, before Vicarage and just theological education. Any of the of the kinds of classes that uh, seminarians would need to study for the holy ministry. Plus, mm-hmm. we also have deaconess students, and uh, we have had several foreign students as well, a woman from Myanmar and uh, a, a young man studying to be a pastor for the Indonesian church. Hmm. How, how large is this seminary? It's quite small. We have uh, six, this last year we had six first-year uh, students. All, those are all seminarians, no deaconess students. Our second-year class was again six. Three of them were women, uh, two deaconess students, and uh, one special student, the woman from Myanmar, and then three seminarians. Unfortunately, this last year we didn't have any returning fourth-year students from Vicarage, uh, but this coming year we will we should have four returning students from Vicarage. So mm-hmm. what's that? 16 or so, mm-hmm. if you count those who are out on Vicarage and those who are uh, on campus. So what is what is uh, life generally look like for for you on the on the seminary campus and for the seminarians who are there? Well, pre. COVID, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, uh, much different. Uh, we have a beautiful little campus here. I don't know how many acres it is, just a few acres, but gorgeous uh, campus. And we all live here. The professors all live here and, and the students all live here. Uh, Baguio City is 
uh, a mountain city. So we're, I forget, maybe 6,000 feet, which in the tropics means uh, the weather is perfect. <laughs> uh, so at, uh, in the daytime, it gets, you know, in the mid 70s and then at night in the low 60s. And uh, we have regular classes during the academic portion of the year. How has the community been impacted by the coronavirus and the pandemic? Well, it's been ex- maximal, I guess is the best word I can think of. <laughs> I have been keeping a journal, and this is day 96, I think, of our quarantine. Wow. So since March, uh, well, the quarantine began, and that pretty much meant that we were not allowed to leave leave our homes. Uh, but for us on campus, that was mitigated by the fact that we live on campus, a gated community, so to speak. And so we could still get outside and, and, and walk around the campus and such. But uh, no one is, was to leave their homes except for designated days uh, to go to the grocery store and then only one person could go and, and uh, from a household and you had to go and sign up at the local barangay, which is like a barrio or neighborhood office. And you had two or three hours where you could go and do grocery shopping. Uh, church services were canceled. Public transport is canceled. It's, uh, everything closed down. And it's only now, within the past several weeks, started to open up again. For the first time, uh, we had church on Sunday at, uh, at St. Stephen Lutheran Church here in town. And, and for the first time since mid, mid-March, we received the body and blood of Jesus, hmm. which uh, is far too long. We were very thankful. What did that mean for the students and their studies at the seminary when things started closing down? Uh, classes stopped for, and I should have looked this up. Like I say, I've kept a journal probably for a month, basically our classes ceased. And, and then we started resuming classes on a limited scale. So whereas before a typical class would have three hours a week, uh, instead we had one hour a week and I would teach all what do I have? Three or four classes? I can't remember. Uh, I would do my <laughs> classes on Friday. The other professors would do their classes on a different day of the week. And so that resumed uh, and, and we were able to get in some of the hours, but, but we lost so much time. And then one of our students happened to be away uh, when the quarantine began and so he he lost out on the on the term entirely. Uh, so we've, we've been making do as best we could. We did give assignments and reading assignments, but there's there are not a lot of reading resources available here. I mean, it's it's lecture based because there there isn't a lot uh, of, of uh, books available. So that made it made it difficult. Um, how have the students' lives? Uh, uh, how how have things changed then in the last in the last few weeks? Are, have all the students still been on campus this whole time? Right, they've all been on campus. Uh, 
most of the students are single. Uh, we do have several families that live in uh, apartments. Uh, they, the families do their cooking as a family, of course, and then the single people, they do their kind of households themselves. And so uh, they've gone on with life, but uh, they've been cut off from their families apart from any kind of uh, electronic communications that they can do. They haven't been able to do their studies. They've been uh, quarantined on campus, the same as we. Um, it's, I, I think it probably built some stronger relationships than even would normally happen between those students mm -hmm. who are in the same, the same living area but it, it, it kind of prevented us as faculty from having time to meet with them. Last year, we would have birthday parties every time there's a birthday, but nothing like that this year. What's the outlook like right now in the community? Uh, I know some parts of the, the world have been hit um, significantly by the uh, the outbreak of the coronavirus what how is the impact there in terms of the coronavirus on the community and what's the outlook from from here forward well i i don't think there's been a large impact as far as there haven't been a, a, a large number of deaths there haven't been a, a, the hospitals haven't been overwhelmed uh, economically i think it must be absolutely devastating uh, a lot of people in the Philippines live hand to mouth and they have, they have not, uh, been, been able to earn a living now for three months. Uh, thankfully I, I think, uh, you know, maybe that's one advantage living in the, in this area where a lot, you can grow a lot of food. Um, mm -hmm. The prospect is it seems like things are slowly opening up, but even so, uh, uh, we don't know when it will be possible to really uh, uh, get out and about in any kind of a normal way. Um, we uh, had been hoping to uh, go back to the U.S. this summer to see a new grandchild, and uh, 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 that's pretty much on hold for the foreseeable future. We can't leave the country because they wouldn't let us back in as foreigners. So uh, it's very odd times to be sure. What are the, the current restrictions? Will students be able to return to studies uh, on a regular basis this uh, in, in the, I assume in the fall? We think so. Uh, classes will probably start about a month later, uh, we unfortunately, we do not have any incoming first year class because the quarantine, but we do have returning second year students and returning last year students. But uh, unfortunately, no new class coming in unless something changes over these next months. We have just about a minute left. Anything else you would like to share with us about uh, the Lord's work at in, in theological education in Baguio City in the Philippines? Well, I tell you, it, it's a glorious thing uh, to listen to my, my brother pastors here on this campus. Uh, we have had 
frequent chapel outside, properly distanced, wearing masks. Uh, and, and these pastors here preach law and gospel. They know the forgiveness of sins in Christ through his cross. They know baptism and they hunger for the Lord's Supper that we've not been able to have. And uh, these, these uh, my, my colleagues here are wonderful in preaching and teaching and, and training up men for, for the ministry and, and women to be deaconesses. It's, it's been a, a great honor to be a part of, of these uh, faithful colleagues. The Reverend Roger James, theological educator with the Office of International Mission for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, serving in Baguio City in the Philippines. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Pastor James. It's an honor. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golza. Bye.